This is the way. This is the way. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Mandatory and Creed. I am your host, as always, Tori Fox. And this week, we are continuing our fascinating conversation with Travis Bryant from the Force Time A Star Wars podcast. Last week, we covered a little bit about droids and androids and robots and what's the difference? What does it all mean? Um, and this week, we're continuing that conversation with the legacy of droids and Star Wars and their different types. So um, let's get started. So their origin in canon, technically speaking, from what I can gather in my research, uh, 30,000 years before the Battle of Yavin is how far back the Star Wars timeline incorporates droids into like everyday society. Like droids have always been there. They've always been a part of society. I think of um, Professor Hu Yang, which was the really fun robot professor in the Clone Wars um, that helped thousands of Jedi construct their lightsabers, even Yoda and Mace Windu. And I mean, the professor has been around for like millennia. Yeah, we need more of his story because right? I, I saw that too. And I was like, that is bizarre. 30,000 years because if we're, we're talking about going back in time and the High Republic is 300 years. Uh, years before the battle of yavin mm-hmm. and we're talking about professor yang being there thirty thousand years like he has really been there he has really you know like has he had his memory wiped like well, yeah I it's know. a great question honestly of like was he in service that whole time was he just like chilling somewhere and they found him like what is the yeah, like yeah. I don't think he's shown up in High Republic from what I've gathered. I haven't read like every single little thing. It's kind of hard for me to keep up with the comics and everything, but I don't think he's popped up yet. So it's like, but maybe he was hanging out during that time frame. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, um, Lucasfilm, I know you're listening. So we need our uh, professor Disney <laughs> Plus series about what he was doing for 30,000 years before the Oh my gosh, what if he was just like having a good time? Like, just like, flying around the universe like yeah going to bars and pod racing events and (laughs) just like living so he he probably came into some money you know he inherited some money or something he was just living the life but he's alive for so long that he blew through all that so he had to get a job and his job was helping jedi construct their lightsabers so that's it that's that is canon. Uh, that's canon. I stamped now. it, <laughs> signed and sealed. It's there for sure. But <laughs> but yeah, it it's 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 wild thinking that far back. And then yeah, the High Republic, same, like I'm not a hundred percent in all of that, but there is a droid, and I think it's oh real incre- quick. Sorry, I just want to interject one thing before we get into this. Go for because it. I just wanted to say it. Did you know that? One of the concepts for the Galaxy's Edge lightsaber experience was having Professor Hu Yang be the one to help you build your lightsaber. Oh my gosh. Fun fact. Anyway, continue. That's incredible. No, that's <laughs> I, incredible. I, I, I think it was meant to be specifically him, but it might, it, it, it looked just like in the concept art. Wow. But they ultimately decided that's a little bit harder to keep up with than having just a, a person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because that's such a cool experience doing that. And yeah, I think it would maybe be a little different if it was 
animatronic robot doing it but yeah like how do you deal with screaming children when you're a robot like i don't know right (laughs) yeah exactly that's amazing but yes so j6 and i think I think J6 is in A Crash of Fate by Justina um, Ireland, but J6 was a bodyguard droid who was reprogrammed with self-actualization. So it, she wasn't a droid that, you know, she had all these experiences and that's how she formed her personality. She was a bodyguard droid that didn't have any of that, but had to be reprogrammed with self-actualization and this was by avon staros in this book but it almost suggests which is kind of contrary to professor huang that droids being sentient is new in the time or in the high republic era and obviously like professor Hang is out there doing his thing and he's fully sentient yeah, so you know so like there's... what does that mean though was he not always that way maybe right yeah i mean that that could be he could have you know just been a droid in a factory with you know no personality at all and maybe we'll get his origin story of how he came in to be sentient also but yeah i just i thought that was very interesting that it it suggests that you know in that high republic area era that that's a new thing for droids to be sentient that's truly wild I love that. So just of note, because I think it's interesting. So like we were talking about this before that um, it's almost like the reverse, actually, when you think about it, Um, when you're thinking about how um, kind of Star Wars did things and how they view robots, right? Like we initially talked about how right out the gate, humankind was like, absolutely not we think that robots are evil and then we've kind of over time that attitude has changed and we had more stories over time that are more um favorable towards robots and androids and kind of like like them um it kind of feels almost opposite a little in how star wars is done because you see original star wars and you see um a little into the prequels and all of that is robots and androids are a part of everyday life and we love them and you know they hang out and of course there's some that you know stir up some trouble but like largely it's a positive experience but then you get into the prequels and the droids are there are a lot of droids (laughs) that are used specifically for combat (laughs) yeah that's a lot of what we see for sure in in the prequel era in the clone wars and everything and it is it's such a it's such a weird thing because in a new hope we have c3po and r2d2 who aren't allowed into the bar on tatooine and it's like why you know yeah it's it's rude but you know is there a fear out there in the galaxy you know that's a fair point actually maybe it is fear yeah Um, i always thought it was just like just being like rude and thinking like oh they're not like quote unquote real people if that makes sense again i make the argument in like in star wars like i feel like they're like they are people which we'll get into in like just a second like they are like for me i think they're people yeah that's like it you know like they have you know i feel like think about like the the k2so scene in rogue one where he you know dies and like it's just like they like feel everything and they know what's going on they have emotions like 
So, but that's a really good point that it could be, you know, it could be more of a a fear-based thing. Um, Oh my gosh. Have you seen, um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the movie now. It's the, it's like a hotel movie. What is it called? Oh no. Hotel Transylvania. No, definitely not. Sorry. No, it's like (laughs) one of the really nice, like stylized. Oh my gosh. Hold on a second. I'm going to yell at my boyfriend. Give me a second. <laughs> okay, I'm back now. I had to convene with my boyfriend. Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Have you ever seen it? I don't think I have, actually. So it's it, the quote is, rudeness is merely the expression of fear. Uh, so that's what that yeah. made me think of is, yeah, yeah, like maybe you're right. Like he's just, they're just afraid. There's a slight mistrust of droids yeah. for that because they think, you know. They yeah. could be bad, I guess. But I mean, to be honest, people are bad too. So that's all yep. I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> no, that's good. And I think does that have uh Bill Murray in it? I don't think so. It's been so long uh, since I've seen it. I feel it's like I so have long. seen it at some point in my life, but it's yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, good movie. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, yeah so I just thought that that's really interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting take on it. Yeah. Um, moving on to the cultural impact with Star Wars. Um, I have a really fun quote by George Lucas. Um, it says, Well, the droids were there to serve. Obviously, droids are service servants of man. They do as they are commanded and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I love droids. They're my favorite people. I did I didn't want them to be cold robots. Even the robots in THX are very friendly. They're not malevolent. In Star Wars, I really wanted to get into the robots and their problems in life. A little equal time for robots who have taken a lot of shit over the years and have never really had a chance to prove themselves. Um, So I thought that was really interesting because, again, I feel like I never really, um, you know, like you said, Travis, I don't know if you feel the same way about this. You said earlier, you know, Star Wars has been present in your life pretty much the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. So like, same for me, like from a very young age, I was aware of Star Wars and a lot of things I feel like because of that, because it's been in my life for so long, I just have always accepted these things, right? Like, you're just like, oh yeah, that's a droid. Like, that's what that is. Like, that's fine. So to really like step back and think about it, like, of course I think droids are people, you know? Yeah, no, I, (laughs) that's, yeah. Like, yeah, like I said, like my first memory was C-3PO and it's like- Which is so great. (laughs) He's he's talking to me like a normal person, you know? And C-3PO, yes there were robots and there were androids and things like that before c-3po and you know but there's not you know just the way that a new hope starts and star wars starts with c-3po it's like that that's a person like he he has emotions he has feelings uh he gets annoyed you know (laughs) things like that where it's like yeah you're right it's just they're there and they're a droid but yeah they're they're there are people and I and I really like that George Lucas says that that they're my favorite people that's yeah I, I want that on a t-shirt I love droids they're my favorite people that's honestly George a Lucas. great idea <laughs> I I've never actually seen that quote before and I was like that's amazing I love that and I mean again it really sums up you know like I said I I really hadn't thought about this that in depth before um that really sums up the whole experience of droids in Star Wars it really really does um yeah. So droid is pulled from the word android. Um, It means, which means human-like. This word specifically in Star Wars um, is solidified in the A New Hope novelization, but the first time it's used um, 
in general in Star Wars is in George's second draft of the script. So that's the first time that he used it. Um, The the term droid in general was used in Robots of the World Arise by Mary Wolf in 1952. Um, And it's not clear if George knew that or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to ask. I guarantee he would say, nope, never saw that or never read that or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it was it was out there for sure. But it wasn't like out there, out there. And then once. Well, yes, I've never even heard of that book. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as good as Star Wars, clearly. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, once it was in that A New Hope novelization is like, oh, that's that's what they are now. Like that's, you know, it's part of the world. That's part of star wars it's uh that world building aspect of everything that yeah we just grew up with those are droids that's how we know them that's what they are yeah i mean like really and truly like what's a better world building than just having words that are specific only to (laughs) yeah i think that's one of the most interesting things about star wars is the naming of things and how we get um just all these different names for specific things like like calf for coffee or whatever like it's just it's just yeah, it's yeah. so neat words yeah. have such power um <laughs> but so the wildest thing i think that i have come across in this research is that george lucas has a trademark on the term droid um yeah. he trademarked it in 1977 which again it's wild to think about like what's trademarked and what's not because apparently the term droid was first used in 1952 but he didn't he didn't trademark it until 1977 um so i think that's super interesting and what's even more interesting is that you think of verizon verizon has the droid phone right verizon is paying george lucas money (laughs) to use that word yeah and addition- That's insane. Yeah. And additionally, in The Incredibles, the Pixar film, they had to get permission to use the word Omnidroid. So apparently, <laughs> again, I don't know how trademarking works, but I guess if the word is in like the larger word, like if you're adding like a prefix to it or whatever. Yeah. It's still, you still have to go through, I guess, that legal red tape. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Omnidroid. You'd think yeah i don't know good for something of its own but i think really the whole idea of it is the droid part so you have to i guess go through um and i guess i haven't looked yet but in the credits for the incredibles there is some sort of a nod to lucasfilm about that Uh, i love that that's you know it george was so smart and he always gets all the credit for you know getting 100 percent of the merchandising you know uh money or revenue or however it worked from the beginning with star wars and how that was like oh well that's gonna set him over the top and make him a billionaire but on top of all that he's like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and trademark this this world word that i may or may not have made up but it's mine now and you got to go through me to use it i just i love that it's 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 truly wild i mean i think i think I don't even know what my group like i think it's a very complicated situation to have like a grand opinion on it but i'm kind of like man how like kind of messed up is that that it's just like this basic word but like at the same time I get it in a way because it's like think about um you know I mean like you were saying even just for merchandising purposes like you know and you go to galaxy's edge and you can just get a droid yeah so like it is a it is a thing that you can (laughs) it seems like a very I guess what I'm saying is it seems like a very general thing right yeah like someone trademarking like apple 
yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what? So I just yeah. thought it was super interesting. I had no idea, but that cements it really as that is a almost uniquely Star Wars thing. Yeah, no, 100%. Droids are Star Wars and Star Wars are droids. These are the facts. And droids <laughs> are people and there are famous yeah. people. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would like to get into a, I think for me, this is a very like iconic part of droids in Star Wars, which is the um, Ralph McQuarrie co- concepts for the original Star Wars movie. And looking at the um, the first completed painting that he did is, um, it's the really popular one of C-3PO, R2-D2, kind of just like by themselves in a desert-like environment. Um, just thinking about how iconic that is and like how... Yeah. how cool it all is <laughs> and how it so kind cool. of set off like this entire universe of droids yeah that jump started it and that like i need to get a tattoo of that painting because it's it's so good it's so it's cool gorgeous. and seeing that come to life obviously c3po and r2d2 turned out a little bit different but pretty close but those like those designs are very sleek and very um, just like smooth droids, right? And I, I I know that when they made Star Wars and they're like, okay, well, we, this droid has to walk, that it wasn't going to be quite as smooth as Ralph McQuarrie drew it up. But yeah, uh, iconic for sure. For real. Absolutely. Um, one thing I thought was really interesting, um, I came across an article on starwars.com that was talking about um, kind of, it was kind of a series they did on like the movies behind Star Wars, so to speak, like kind of the the inspiration for things. Right. And one of them was about this movie called Metropolis that came out in 1927. Um, it has a female android in it. Um, and it's very much very very much like that three three po um concept art um style like it looks very very similar um and another thing i thought was really interesting the character that makes her um he is wearing a black glove on one hand so it's kind of a funny anakin yeah (laughs) kind of a funny anakin illusion almost and like I who even knows that I I can't believe that that's maybe like fully intentional but maybe I don't know it's just it's just an interesting funny coincidence I guess that each creator ended up with wearing a a single black glove that is a great connection that yeah I look again looked up Metropolis a little bit but I did not see that but yes that um I wonder how much George looked into that but yeah Maria totally looks like C-3PO and that again it's just like sleek and in 1927 this if you look it up maria from metropolis very ahead of its time very ahead of her time because a lot of those you know like what we talked about with the houdini movie earlier big clunky robot walks like a robot how we know it today you know a lot of the um, one from oz you know very clunky but this one is like a human robot looking kind of like c-3po very ahead of its time and um yeah, oh, yeah. It, it and you'll never guess what that movie is about but it of course is about conflict between humans and robots because they think robots are gonna take over the world but but yeah that's a, <laughs> that's a yeah exactly but yeah that's a that's a great connection and another one when you look at c-3po it's almost like he's a golden version of the robot police from thx 
1138 from George mm-hmm. Lucas mm-hmm. too, because yeah, this wasn't George Lucas's first time directing robots or having robots in his movies or droids. I guess it was first time for droids technically, but, uh, but yeah, kind of, kind of that same, like looks more like a human, not like a big clunky square chest round face type robot. Yeah. Yeah. More like a, more like a person. Yeah. One thing I think is really interesting, like you were talking about with um, just the movie um, and like the design and Metropolis being kind of ahead of its time. I mean, really you look at Star Wars in general and I've always thought that it's been, I mean, clearly the, the, the implication or the idea of it being a little more futuristic clearly than the life that we live. But I mean, yeah, to think of it in 1927, like that is wild that someone came up with that all yeah. the time ago it's awesome Abs- absolutely like what if they had today's technology to make that movie like what would that have looked like you know because yeah, it, yeah just very creative and just that design and yeah McQuarrie's painting and I I love that nothing goes unused in Star Wars so like every piece of Correct. concept art like it comes back around eventually right and so mm-hmm. with C-3PO specifically in that one and R2-D2 really they their version of them in rebels is is much more similar to the ralph mccrory version than like the live action version or even the clone wars version but it, it's like it it smooths them out a little bit and that's obviously just the rebel style too but the way that it just kind of looks more like that and then even with uh professor huang where um he kind of looks more like that version and j6 from the high republic yeah, yeah kind of in that same vein where it, it's more of that version um that kind of looks like that c3po yeah another thing i was thinking about too is um just like loosely i think uh this droid actually has which we'll maybe talk about a little bit later um uh on but uh when i look at the droid i'm gonna say her because they do look like um women um yeah. <laughs> uh the bd3000 luxury droid um which was seen um in i believe uh revenge of the sith for the first time just like on coruscant um that also to me gives a lot of like macquarie-esque vibes from that like original painting so i thought that was pretty interesting uh like yeah. you said and that's my favorite thing they recycle everything i don't think that that a single i don't think they actually fully throw out like a single idea <laughs> like they just yeah. keep all of it which is so smart i mean you're building this endless universe you'll you'll have use for it at some point you know yeah So let's do kinds of droids. Um, so it's funny because, and I saw you put, you actually put this in here, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, the, would you call it a Roger droid, I guess? R-O-G-R. So yes. this actually came from Roger, the like class system and how it's list out, listed out. Um, so there's different classes of uh, droids, um, first class through uh, fifth class. Um, so in our first class, we have uh, mathematical, physical, and medical science droids. Um, so you have that that classic 2-1-B medical droid in, in The Empire Strikes Back. 
and um, also kind of like Padme's birth droid in Revenge of the Sith. So those are kind of specific examples of that. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're no, you're good. I I loved Two One B so much after reading Two One B's story and from a certain point of view that came mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. last year because you know you see Two One B for. 15 seconds you know in yeah. in uh, the empire strikes back or just very short uh but then you get this story and he's like this poet and just everything he says is is just beautiful and um just it's that it, you go back to droids having personalities from what they've learned you know through their time and it's like where did two on B like grow up, you know? And, and <laughs> because some of the things he stuff or things he says, and he's, you know, he's been with uh, the rebellion and all this stuff, but he has maybe the best quote from a droid ever. And it, it reminds me a lot actually of vision in in WandaVision again, but he says, and actually let me, I don't want to read the whole thing. Cause I could read his whole story and it's just, it's poetic, but it's, it's after Luke gets his new hand. So he puts the new hand on Luke and he basically says, it's your tool just as, or sorry, Luke says, you know, he's worried. Oh, it won't be my hand though. He's getting a new hand and he's, he's feeling like kind of lesser that I have to have a, a new hand. And he's, he's really trying to find himself. Cause he just literally just found out that Vader is his dad. And so two on B says, it's your tool. Just as many other things in your world are tools. A wheel instead of a leg, a mechno lens instead of an eye. What does it matter? There's no shame in this. There is nothing inherently good or bad in it unless you choose to use it as such, which very relevant or sorry, very uh, relevant to what we've been talking about with droids specifically. And then he says, every creature in this universe alters and evolves minute to minute. We are not the same as we were only a day ago. We are ever changing, fated forever to exist in a state of decay and creation. What two one B? Wow! I just I'm sorry. Like going real deep there, buddy. My my goodness, extremely deep. And you know, impressing me a little bit to be honest. I know. And and he gives that quote to Luke, and like they have this whole talk. And um, after that story, you know, Luke has to come to terms with Vader being his father. And after he says this about like it's just your tool, you know, because he knows Vader's you know, a machine. Cause they kind of talk about that and that too. And there's, you know, two ones, he's like, there's no shame in, in that and being more machine than man or anything like that. But he like goes on to say, yeah, we are ever changing faded forever to exist in a state of decay and creation. It's just, I just, I had to throw that out there. First class droid. Gorgeous. That's why, that's why Gorgeous. they are first class. That's why Roger, but they are number one first class right there. <laughs> that's why he so named yes. them first. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing i love that oh my gosh it's really good uh, so second class is the engineering and technical sciences sciences words um section of droids so you're looking at pit droids um i love the like the plunk droids and the clone wars which are basically kind of like the double gonk like the gonk with like four yeah <laughs> four yeah. feet um in the clone wars and then Astromex, of course, of course, Astromex. Um, it's interesting to even, and like, of course it's true that this is what 
um, R2-D2 does or even pit droids. Um, but sometimes it's kind of funny because I think I don't really think that much about that aspect of it. So you're like, oh, wow, like, yeah, <laughs> R2-D2 yeah. is kind of like an engineer. Um, and it's funny because I think the pit droids are so they're very comical. Yeah. So yeah. to think of them in that light, like, oh, yeah, they're like yeah. engineering and doing all this technical stuff. Yeah, that's but also that, chaos. Yeah, exactly. That it's definitely quite the contrast when you're thinking about astromechs versus pit droids, because yeah, just how you you spelled it out right there. But yeah, we see R two D two at the beginning, you know, in the in the Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, fixing the ship, and that's his job. Uh-huh. And then they're like, they basically give him a promotion. They're like, wow, great job! Like this little droid did it and everything. And then he's just like pal to Anakin you know he's just like friends and he still does he still fixes everything but yeah you don't think of him as engineering because he's just like his little buddy that's always with him after that well especially him and C-3PO because I think I've seen this argument before they're almost like us in the saga in a way like I feel like they really reflect the viewer a lot and they are they're literally there for everything for the most part (laughs) so I think it's hard to kind of think of them more in that like technical light it's very interesting yeah and then we we do see a lot more astromechs but they're kind of you know side characters or here and there like r5 you know and a new hope that like doesn't work so like how good of an engineering droid are you really but yeah especially in the clone wars uh some of the especially like season seven the astromechs really show that engineering and technical sciences side for sure absolutely absolutely (laughs) so the third class is social sciences and service functions so we have the um the lep service droid the little like like a little like rabbit droid um in the clone wars um the bd3000 luxury droid um that came out in revenge of the sith but they it was actually also in the clone wars a little bit um and then um the i don't know why it says astromech that's definitely not what i meant to put on here uh protocol droids uh-huh, yeah yep. <laughs> protocol droids um so yeah so that's kind of this the social sciences section um and yeah it's cool i actually didn't realize that the um, bd3000 luxury droids were in revenge of the sith but they're seen like you know just kind of doing whatever around coruscant and around kind of like the senate uh, area I suppose, but there is, I believe there's that one episode where, um, the BD 3000 droid like stands in for Padme during like a hostage situation or something like that. Like they put like her cloak on it. That's amazing. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) they're fun though. They, to me, the BD 3000 look to me like very like Jetson, like almost like it's very, I would say that's probably one of the most like retro looking, droid designs that you will come across is that one because it it looks just like a really cute like woman that has like bangs <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> interesting yeah the social sciences uh, another one that falls into that is cz3 and we, we see mm-hmm. cz3 kind of i think like in the jawa's sand crawler i think is where we see cz3 but CZ3, just kind of a side note, is one of the most terrifying droids that you could ever see. Because hey now, hey now, in, in a good way, in a good way, because he's just like he has human-like looking eyes. He just looks like he's in pain. 
he he does he looks look like, like he's seen a lot he looks like he's like just in pain you know <laughs> he really does but yeah if i was just to show you cz3's face you would it just it's what nightmares are made of but i, mean, I love cz3 though i love i love cz3 so no much. yeah of course of course terrifying terrifying of course i think yeah i think CZ, cz3 is definitely one of those earlier concept in the first movie like still kind of finding our groove like stylistically like choices you know where like you're like "Mm, maybe we don't do like the cartoon eyeballs next time you know (laughs) yeah that's 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 not really like the space opera feel it's more of the sci-fi feel (laughs) and and that's kind of where it laid but yeah no I think you're exactly right but it you know after love them anyway yeah, I do too. And I, as the years have gone on and CZ3's legend has grown, it you know, he's just as Star Wars as everybody else. Absolutely, 100%. Love it. <laughs> and I'm sorry that he is maybe in pain. Who even knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope he's okay. <laughs> Me too. Um, the fourth class is a military and security functions. So these are droids like the all-time goat k2so um probe droids and the battle droids um so you have the roger droid on here so i'm gonna let you go in a minute on roger but i just want to say so in my research for this i've come across this i've never been a lego person really per se especially in like the the extra content that they've made and i was aware that they made a lot of um like shows and stuff for star wars so there's the freemaker adventures and my understanding is Roger is kind of like a decommissioned B1 battle droid from the prequel era that is just like hanging out with his family and like going through the galaxy. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much exactly right. Um, yeah, Roger, definitely from the Freemaker Adventures, very good. But just in general, I love, and I've always just called them the Rogers because they're yeah the B1 series battle droids. Oh, right? got it. Got it. Yeah. The B1. And, yeah. and yes, honestly, the Lego adventures are amazing. And I, I just, the Roger droids, they're so annoying that I know people get annoyed by them, but I, I mean, just, I love them. I, love I them so think much. they are hilarious. I love all the little quips that they have i love that they always think they're gonna win every battle even though they can't shoot anything like we've never seen them (laughs) successfully do anything ever you know but they always have that like supreme confidence that like we're in charge we're gonna do this like you know charge like do all this and yeah i i love i just love the b1 battle droids and roger roger all day oh roger roger for all time i just I think they're so unique in that, like, I I don't think it's necessarily unique that, you know, you have um, droids that can be comic relief from time to time, but to be quite frank, I mean, I know clearly they are like the bad, the bad guys, quote unquote, but like almost entirely in my mind, they're just like comic relief. Like they're so funny. The things they say, especially when you get into like the Clone Wars show and stuff like that, like they are just absolutely hilarious um yeah <laughs> love them so much so I, I have laughed out loud at the roger droids like so many times especially yeah in the clone wars i'm just thinking about even season seven of the clone wars when anakin shows up and like they still think they're gonna win the battle and like all this stuff where it's like it's over you know it's over but yeah supremely I feel like they confident. almost have to be programmed to or they're just not gonna get anything done <laughs> not that they really get anything done to begin with but you know what i mean 
Yes, no, 100%. They definitely got the the confidence um, specialty for sure. Oh, the Clankers. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so fifth class, we have manual labor and intensive uh, jobs that did not require a vast knowledge. Um, so these are droids like the gonk droid. Um, I see here we have mouse droids as yes, well. Yes, I love that. Another droid, I just, I love the mouse droids. They're so cute. <laughs> they are. And they're really funny too, because you think of them, you know, in A New Hope when Chewie uh, yells at, the, growls at the one, it runs off or whatever. Um, but my favorite mouse droid moment is in The Last Jedi when BB-8 is, has the trash can over him and he's impersonating <laughs> the mouse droid doing the little do, 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 do. Do, do, it's do, so do. cute yeah and trying to like pass off as a mouse droid even though he's got this big trash can on him that that's one of my favorite mouse droid moments ever I love thinking about mouse droids because I think they are like I'm really trying to think of like other droids and things but like really and truly I think a lot of droids in Star Wars have something like legs or or something human like about them I think mouse droids are probably one of the more basic ones that you could say oh this is like very clearly like not like a an android like i would say it's definitely more of a robot right but it still has that personality yeah like you were saying like it runs away or whatever like i still feel like they have a personality even though they are probably like the most like basic unstylized thing yes yeah no for sure they're the closest things probably that we have to a roomba robot also they just roll around oh, wow. on the ground. Where is the mouse droid Roomba? I mean, come on, Disney. Oh my God. I feel uh, like I need to march down to the merchandising office and just let them know. Like there, I have so many ideas. And this yes. is this is the best one, I think. We need to send a very strongly worded letter about where is the mouse droid Roomba. I feel like you could you would have to get I now I feel like I'm gonna be later on researching like the market for different kinds of Roomba-esque because you would need one that was smaller but I feel yeah. like you could make like a, a cover that would go over it anyways more to come on this I'll <laughs> I will <Stay> update <laughs> oh my gosh we've done it and then you also have on your gonky from the bad batch wow yes gonky has has taken over everyone's hearts it's over the last couple weeks gonky mania gonky yeah. mania up in here yeah. And I love, I love that Gonky actually made their debut last year in the Clone Wars as Wrecker was using them to like weight train, basically yes, and lift yeah. weights. And no one really knew Gonky's story, but now we're getting more Gonky, and it's yeah, it, it's it's great. I love love Gonky. I love it. I I'm was really happy to kind of see uh, like one that actually like technically has a name, I guess you know. Like, yeah. it's definitely not something I don't think they've ever had one where they've like focused on it this hard. Um, but I've always thought the gonk droids were so fun. Yeah. Like, just so cute. So I'm excited to see see that cute little little gonk get the spotlight. You know, it deserves it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because and I, I have to. I've always loved them, but they're so clearly just a trash can. Like, you, you can just. Oh, you see I've that. seen people make them like actually physically make them. And it's just like they're like, I took this trash can and I glued some stuff to it. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. I really yeah. want to do that at one point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I would love to do that, too. Maybe we can work on that together. 
totally yes let's do it i i've seen i've seen some really good ones where people just literally buy like household items and they just make a gonk out of it and i'm like ah oh, this is incredible i really want i really want one um yeah. i'll be in touch yeah. um so that kind of concludes our main content for today um talking about droids and kind of the the background behind them and what kind of droids show up in star wars but um let's go into a little bit more about travis um i'm gonna ask this these questions to everyone that comes on um what is your favorite droid travis okay so this one's pretty easy for me but i do have like 10 runners up because r2d2 has just always been my dude i love i mean you're wearing the sweatshirt i, I am wearing an r2d2 the sweatshirt folks right can't now see, but i know <laughs> yes yes it's on me right now r2d2 top of my list i just he's sassy he saves the, the day a million times there's some really good youtube videos just type in like r2d2 every time he saves the day or whatever and he just <laughs> the, the like the emperor would still be in charge if it wasn't for R2. He just, he does all this stuff that just really adds up to save the heroes and do this stuff. But yeah, I, I love R2-D2. I, he was my favorite in the originals, like when I was younger, but then moving into the prequels and then we see him fly, like, come on, of course he's going to be my favorite. Like he can he do that. The coolest. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and just all the, I love the, you know books and stuff where you see all of his inner workings and like how everything works and what's all in there and yeah he's just like a big swiss army knife of things in there and yeah he's great but my my favorite r2 moment is again going back to the last jedi but when him and luke meet up and luke's like hey sacred island watch your language <laughs> so you just know r2d2 cusses like oh, all the time saying, yeah r2d2 has a potty mouth for sure um, he, and i think that's yeah. why i enjoy him so much yes he, he he's so good but yeah r2d2 is at the top of my list but i it's so hard you brought up k2so earlier oh that's and, my favorite baby and no contest B, I, I really bb9e is really funny obviously bb8's at the top you know right up there too um yeah triple zero from the afro comics also very good <sighs> murder got nothing but taste yeah. Yeah, I just so I have I have a long list of of droids that I just love. But yeah, R2D2 takes the cake. But be, before I, we go on to the next question that I that I see is coming up, I do have to tell you my other favorite droid moment. And it's not R2D2, but it is BB-8. So again, The Last Jedi, Rose and Finn get onto the ship with dj they're going back to save the day right and so they're talking to dj and dj basically you know they say oh you stole this ship and bb8 like says something and then D dj says we stole it and then bb8 literally says like bb8 just beeps right but bb8 says we like as Wait, a question like we, we? yeah Us? No. yeah that is so funny to me it's, it's so the, cute it's the smallest moment but bba you know just beeps all the time but he says we and it makes me happy every time it's perfect <laughs> i really enjoy the the thumbs up yeah oh that's so good too oh and then there's uh the thumbs up in the force awakens and then in the last jedi again when he shoots all the coins out at the space cops yeah. and like takes them down, which is awesome on its own. But then he like blows the smoke 
from his little thing like so he's cute like he's a gunslinger like he's in a western that's yeah they so really good. said we're gonna make the cutest thing you've ever seen and they did it <laughs> they really did it yes they uh, did. <laughs> so what's your favorite droid type it can be the same it could be an astromech if you want but i'm curious because i feel like i have a favorite droid but i don't know if i would say that k2 like k2so's um like actual type of droid is like my favorite type you know right yeah and this one this one definitely is a little bit tougher because yeah i do love astromax and like that's the one me and my daughter built at galaxy's edge like we we made one of those and it just Aww. the way it moves around and everything so cool but i probably i i don't know why but i have to go back to the rogers i just they're funny they're just oh, hilarious that's so fun i they, that's a good choice though yeah i i've just i've always I think it was, you know, part of me just being like a prequel kid and growing up with that. And then, yeah, through the Clone Wars, they're just, they're funny. I, I really like them. But I really do like uh, Droidicas too from the prequel era. Those are, those are really I was going to cool say, well. I think, I think that's probably one of my top types is the Droidica. They're just, they're just on another level. That's just, you don't get that every day, you know, they're just, <laughs> they're just so good. No, but I think in a general sense, like I really enjoy the shape of the b1 battle droids like they're just really fun they are oh, i would love yeah, to nothing but taste my friend <laughs> yeah for sure i would i just i would love to own a full-size b1 battle droid so that's on my list oh my gosh i thought about it because i have a 3d printer that i could like i could print one but it would take an eternity yeah um, i also saw someone on the internet that printed a full droidica life-size wow. full print wow. could not believe that's impressive. I don't know if I have the patience. I have a whole BD1 printed out in that. Oh, yeah. I have not assembled it. <laughs> and another great droid. Another, there's, that's the thing that it's so hard on some of those questions because they're so, like, when you really start listing them out, there's so many amazing there's so droids. Many. Yeah. Yeah. There's such and an I, integral part of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, before we officially wrap things up, is there anything else you would like to share with the class, Travis? Uh, no, thank you for yeah. having me. I, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Like I said, first time guessing. Um, so yeah, well, I hope I, it was a good time. I hope it, I did. Okay. <laughs> it was great. You got my wheels turning that I just need to start an entire separate podcast just about the history of robots and media because wow, like digging into that was pretty, Isn't it fascinating. I did not expect to be like enthralled with this as, as enthralled, I guess, as I am. It's fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. There's so much and the fact that it goes back so far that you can, you know, it can be traced is, is incredible. But no, is uh, no, had a great time talking droids. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I had so much fun with you. Um, so if you would like to please go ahead and plug all of your socials, let, let people know where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. The best places to follow me really the, the top is Instagram. So I'm on Instagram at force time pod. That's where I'm probably the most active. Um, I'm also on Twitter at force time pod and a little bit less active, but I'm still there and yeah, definitely follow the show. Um, force time. You can find it on all platforms and yeah, have some really exciting things coming up and yeah, no, I just appreciate, appreciate you having me today. 
Of course. Well, thank you very much. Um, to all the folks listening, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Mandatorian. You can follow uh, Octo Radio. It's at Octo Radio on all socials for updates on when our next episodes go live. And you can also check out the other show on our network, Octo Radio. Um, and you can uh, subscribe as well. We are on all podcast platforms. So until next time, uh, you know, drink that water. Don't trust the government. And always ask yourself, what would Sai Sun do bye i've heard your voice thousands of times mine might be the last one you hear